Good morning. Praise the Lord. I am glad to be in Florida. And I, I tried to, uh, I've known I was coming to Florida for a little while, and I tried to get out of this. And, uh, but the Lord spoke to me the other day and reminded me of something that a couple of weeks ago I was in the altar and a friend of mine began to pray for me. He said, God, he's going to give you the balm of Gilead. Going to anoint the eyes to see with eye salve. And that began to stir me the other day. And I told Pastor, I said, well, if you're, if you're really desperate, I, I might have a word. He said, okay, so can you bear with me and can you allow me to be an evangelist today? You have to bear with me because I'm probably really rusty, but I got a prop. Right? Come on. Get with me this morning. I know it's late and... But uh, I really uh, just, I feel like in the hour that we're living in, God's really exposing things. He's, he's really exposing things in our hearts and in our lives. He's been doing it since, you know, the pandemic. It began to, all, all of this stuff is to do is to expose things within our life. Everything that's happening in your life is, to, is doing it to expose things. And so it, what is really amazing about that is that we can be exposed to be before God. Yes, I thought about when the Holy Ghost began to say dance, yeah. that we began to dance like David danced because the ark was coming into the city, the presence of God. And his wife got mad at him because he was naked. But he was fully exposed before the presence of God. How many knows when you get naked before God... Now, there's going to be a lot of people criticize you because you are free. Not because of any other thing, but because you are free. Amen. There's always going to be those people that are uh, criticizing and putting down. And there's always going to be a thought. There's a spiritual warfare that we're tending to in the hour that we're living in because everything's wanting to divide us. Separate us. Keep us against one another that we can't be in the truth. But I can tell you that the balm, and the balm is just an anointment that heals. I tell you, it's coming to us. It's already here. Amen. And it's here to heal us. It's here to do things in us. Is it going to hurt? Probably. Is it going to do things that's very uncomfortable? Probably. I mean, you think David decided to dance before God and all the people naked? No. It wasn't his idea. But he knew that if he wasn't exposed and people didn't see, I love that. If I would have never seen that David could dance before God completely exposed and still have hope and still have joy because the enemy wants to condemn us. Right? That's what he wants to do. He wants to condemn us, and he wants to keep you in your seat. He doesn't want you to clean this church. You say, oh, well, that's just cleaning. No, I'm telling you, that's kingdom. It's cleaning. It's being in his house. It's working for him, doing the things that he has called us to do. Into the, I mean, just being willing. If you, if, here's what I tell my church. If you can see it, 
and you see that it needs to be done, you're called to it. You're called to it. Do you see something that needs to be done? Then you're called to it. I ain't got time, Pastor. You can give me your excuse, but you're called to it. Somebody will reap that reward. Amen? Somebody will, and the Lord's allowing you to see it. We can do it. Amen? That was free, Pastor. So I'm going to try to be an evangelist, not a pastor. Mark chapter 4 and Revelation chapter 3. I just got a verse, uh, two verses in Mark 4, and then we will go to Revelation chapter 3, uh, about verse 14. Uh, Mark chapter 4, verse number 18, uh, parable of the sower. But we're just going to read uh, two verses here, right in the middle, kind of strange, but bear with me, we're going to go somewhere, I do believe. And the Bible says in Mark chapter 4, verse number 18, red letters, Jesus said, And these are they which are sown among thorns, such as hear the word, and the cares of this world, and the deceitfulness of riches, and the lust of other things entertaining in, choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. Revelation chapter 3, verse number 14 says, the Laodicean church. I want you to make sure that you have highlighted, underlined, and pay attention that it's the church. It's not, he's not talking about the hypocrites. He's not talking to to the, uh, the, uh, the bar, the world. They're not talking about the, the, the golf club, nothing like that. He's talking to a church. So remember how you judge this church. Be careful. But the Bible says unto the angel of the church of Laodicea, right? These things saith the amen, the faithful, the true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. I know thy works, and thou art neither cold nor hot, and I would that thou wert cold or hot. So then, because thou art lukewarm, And neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. Because thou sayest, I am rich and increased with goods and have need of nothing. And knowest not that thou art wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire. That thou mayest be rich and white raiment that thou mayest be clothed, and that the shame of thy nakedness do not appear. And anoint thine eyes with eyesalve, that thou mayest see. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Be zealous, therefore, and repent. Behold, I stand at the door, and I knock. And if any man who hear my voice and open the door, I will come in to him. And sup with him, and he with me. To him that overcometh will I grant to sit with me in my throne, even also, or even as I also overcame, and am set down with my Father in his throne. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says, says unto the church. If you would, just pray with me. Father, we're just grateful to be in GFCC today. 
Uh, we're grateful for what you're doing in our hearts and our lives. We're grateful for what you're doing in the world because we know that you're coming back. And, Lord, you're not doing anything out of order. You're not doing anything that is to hurt us or afflict us, but you're doing things to perfect us. And, Lord, we just want to be your church this morning. We want to be your light in a dark place. We want to be effective in these last days because we've been called to this time. And, Father, we want to be effective in this hour. Help me, oh, God, deliver what you have encouraged me with. God, that these people can be encouraged, that they can go and do your will and not stumble along the way. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Praise God. Amen, amen. Praise God. So we read a couple of verses there in, Matthew, in Mark chapter 4 and verse number 18. The Bible says that the word was sown among thorns. In the world we live in today, is trying to distract us from the gospel. Division is in the land and it's, and it's there to divide us and hinder or hide the truth. I was going to bring in some weeds. The boys was playing on the pile, the dirt pile over there and they had some big old weeds. And I thought, man, but I didn't want to make a big mess, you know. And, and I was going to hide this rock because this rock's very important this morning. I was going to hide that rock. And if we're not careful, we will allow the thorns to choke out the good that's in our lives. How many knows the seed was good? How many knows that even if the seed landed in amongst the thorns, how many believes that God can still cause it to grow? How many knows that he's a husbandman and he can clean out the weeds? Come on. If you allow him in. And I believe we're going to today because I believe that we're going to be exposed. And if you leave here with weeds in your life, you've chosen to, right? You've chosen to do that. But our understanding of Christ must come. And it must expose the problem. Jesus said, I am the light. And right before he did that, what did he do? He exposed, as these men brought an adulterous woman to him, he exposed everything. He said, I am the light. I'm going to show them. And the Bible said that their conscience began to convict them. So there's an interesting verse in Revelation 3 and verse number 18. He says, I counsel thee to buy of me gold. Tried in the fire. Isn't that interesting? I counsel thee. I'm going to teach you. I'm going to shepherd you. I'm going to lead you to buy of me gold. And as I began to look up that definition, I'm just going to try to follow the Holy Ghost, can I? The fair definition of gold is that which lies embedded in the earth and is dug out. The Bible says that you and I was made in the image of God. But tares or thorns and weeds and thistles have been sprouting up in our lives for one purpose, to hide that gold that is on the inside of you. Did you know that man can take all the minerals that's found in gold, but they can't make gold? God said, the gold is mine and the silver is mine. 
Because it's precious. It's not man's. You have something on the inside of you that them thorns and that weeds are trying to hide. It's condemnation, really. And we've not really been free because we've not really allowed the light of Christ to come in because we are always looking at the weeds. But you know the gospel is the good news. And I'm here to tell you there's good news because there's gold inside of you. There's gold in here. And I told Rape, I said, Rape, I need a rock. Man, he brought me a good one. He said, a big one? I said, yeah, I need a big one. And look at that. Doesn't look like there's much good in there, but I know there's gold. And I begin to chip away on that rock. Right? Because I want, Jesus is going to counsel us to bring that gold out. Amen? Because he's concerned about that gold. You want to know why? Because he's the one that put it there. No good you could have done to have earned this gold that you have on the inside of you. But it was there. It was put there by Jesus. And he said, oh, you know, and, and the father's up there and says, oh, that's mine. When I see you, I see my son. I know it's hidden there and there's some stuff and... And he has somewhat against us because we've said, oh, look at me. I, I've earned my, I've earned my spot. Isn't that what them Pharisees said? As they was bringing that adulterous woman up there. Oh, I've earned my spot, Pastor Jerry. I've earned it. And they put him up there. And Jesus, what did he do? He didn't even acknowledge it. He just sat down. He let, the, he let the light do the work. Okay, go ahead. If you think you're good, yeah, go ahead. Expose them, and he just sat there. The Bible said that as their conscience began to convict them, they began to leave. But you know when they really got mad? Whenever Jesus stood up and he said, Woman, where's your accusers? And she said, They're not here. And he says, I don't accuse you either. I don't condemn thee either. Go and sin no more. Now listen, this is where it got real. Because them men watched that. They seen that. And they said, wait a minute. Who is this that says that they can free her? I've been trying to get free my whole life. And in an instant, Brother Michael, she was free. Whoa! I don't like that Jared Jenkins. He's free dancing before the Lord naked. Did you see him this morning? Who's he think he is? Who gave him that authority? I've been trying to dance like that for years. I've been trying to get that anointing for years. I've been trying to do those things for years, but I can't find it. Oh, and they went away. They was mad. They was angry. Let that man, let that man with palsy down from the roof got down there. He said, thy sins are forgiven. They said, hold up. They said, my sins are ever before me. I had to go and just roll them over every year. Every time I get ready to put my hands to the plow, my sins everywhere. Whoa, I can't, I can't do that for God. But you mean to tell me this man's sins are, whoa, you know, that's, I don't like that. 
I don't like that. That's condemnation. Boy, they didn't like it. And I'm telling you, we can be free today. The balm of Gilead. It's come. And it heals, right? There's a scripture in Jeremiah chapter 8, verse number 20 says, The harvest is past. Summer is ended. Is it? And, but this is what we say. And we're not saved. Really what that's, you know, really what you could say there is we're still frustrated. We're still bound up just, I mean, come on. I mean, I, I'm just not free enough to just lay my hands on anyone. I'm just, I, you know, I'm all, yeah, that bomb is just, it, you know, I'm just not all the way free to wash somebody's feet. I'm just not all the way. I mean, come on, church. We're doing pretty good, but we're just, you know, summer's ending. And, and, and I really like what Jesus said when he said, the sun sets free is free indeed. But, you know, just there's something. Come on. There's just something there that he's beginning to expose. He said, for the hurt of the daughter of my people am I hurt. And listen. This is, an attack. this is the tactic of the enemy. He wants you to look at your surroundings. He wants you to look horizontally. Is this changing over here? Is this changing over here? No. Turn on the news. Nothing's changing. Where's that bomb? Get that. But know that it doesn't affect because you know where the bomb rests? On the west side of Jordan. Whoa. Not here. Come on. The west side of Jordan. That's on the other side of Jordan. Hey, that's where our hope is. Amen. Come on, somebody. How many is going to cross Jordan one day? Amen. My hope is over there. It's, it's over there. It's not here. Oh, my situation's still the same. COVID's still the same. This and that is still the same. Oh, the, the Democrats, the Republicans, all of this is it's still the same. But my hope lies over there. Come on. The anointment that I need is over there. My healing is oh, over there. I keep looking around, and man, my circumstance ain't changing. Because he ain't concerned about your circumstance. He's absurd, concerned about revealing that gold. Hey, come on. Revealing the gold. Because there's gold in there. And that's what he's going to deal with. He ain't going to deal with this nonsense. Hey. He said, he said the Gentiles seek that kind of stuff. Come on, I'm free this morning. Hey. The Gentiles seek those things down here. Oh, my treasure on the other side of Jordan. Hey, because I'm not of this world. I've got gold. Come on. I've got some gold in here. You say, oh, but I see those weeds. Hey, what did he say when we'd repent? He said, I I'm going to counsel you 
that you'll have gold tried in the fire, that your nakedness would be covered up. Your nakedness, your shame. Yes, sir, you're old, you pastor. That works out great for you, but you just don't know my past. Well, listen, if you get under the blood, the Father doesn't either. Hey, come on. In the Old old Testament, in the Old Testament, he said, I'm going to cast your sins as far as the east is from the west, never to be remembered. What? God that's omnipresent. I said, God that knows all, sees all, but yet somehow he don't see my sin. My God, it's power in the blood. Power in the blood. There's power in that blood. Cleanse me. Free me. It's the balm. It's the balm of Gilead. I mean, it really works. I mean, it heals us, Seth. I mean, not just heals us a little bit. I mean, it heals us. It frees us. It is the remedy. So, well, we just couldn't find it. Because it says, it goes on to say in verse 22, it says, Is there no balm in Gilead? Is there no physician there? Why then is not the health of thy daughter, of my people, recovered? Why? Oh, we're not recovering. Because we keep expecting God to heal our weeds. To heal our flesh. But the gold is in the bedded in the flesh. And the flesh has to be taken off for the gold to be exposed. Come on. The gold to be exposed. We keep whining around. My flesh hurts. He said, yeah, I'm trying to get rid of that. I'm trying to get out of that. I don't want that there. There's gold under that flesh. And we tell God, oh, no, just, oh, I just. Oh, I, you know, I, I still struggle with this. I still struggle with that. I mean, he knows that Paul struggled with things. Paul said, I sought the Lord three times about something. It was, just, it was buffeting me. It was hindering me. So I don't know what it was from Paul, but I do know how it acted because I feel the same thing, Brother Michael. I'm not worthy to stand here. But that blood. Oh, but that blood. It accounts for me. It avails. So Paul, every time he went over... He had a work to do. He was going to go and preach the gospel. He's going to heal. He was going to raise from the dead, whatever he was getting ready to do. Every time he would start to go, there would be something that would say, Oh, Jared, you can't go today. Remember this. Huh? And Paul said, I sought God three times. And he said, My grace is sufficient. What's that mean? That means, Seth, get off your high and dead and play that guitar, son. His grace will cover your nakedness. 
Come on, somebody. His grace will cover. You got to get up and go. His grace will cover your nakedness. He won't expose you. You're his child. Come on, somebody. Amen. We're all in need of a Savior. Amen. But when we find our rest in him and our hope in him, we find an anchor for our soul, and we just move out of unction. Paul had plenty of excuses to stay home. I guarantee it. (laughs) Come on. He could have told, oh, I was a Pharisee. Oh, I was a Pharisee. Right? I can't go to them. The Gentiles, they're not going to accept me. I'm a Jew. I'm Roman blood in me. Come on. Had all of excuses. But his grace made him sufficient. Didn't it? Made it to where we could overcome. Jesus has made us overcomers. We say that. We say that, but, I mean, he's made us to overcome what? Whenever you feel inadequate, you're an overcomer. Not when you're up here dancing around. Oh, but when you feel like you're not enough. He becomes enough. Amen? He begins to do it in me. Through us, it begins to work, a work that we could not work in ourselves because we're really not wanting ourselves in there. We're wanting that gold to be exposed. Amen? We're wanting it to be. Moving out all of the weeds because the weeds grew up to snuff out what? The Word. Oh, man. Because if we don't know what the Word says, then we can't be free. Can't. You won't be free. You can grit your teeth till you're blue in the face and you won't be free. Ask them in the Bible, all the Pharisees and Sadducees. They wanted free. They just didn't know how to get it. Amen. They couldn't believe the truth. And I believe today a lot of the church, we sit behind facades. We sit behind, behind masks and disguises because really inside we're insecure. I just don't know. I just don't know. I'm just not sure. But I can tell you that this balm is more than able to heal all of our problems. Everything. It's more of it. Being a Christian, listen, being a Christian doesn't mean that we will never have problems, pain, or sin. It simply means we know where to go to get healed. I know how to get healed from this world. Hey, I know how to get will, get healed from seducing spirits or whatever might be coming my way. Come on, somebody. Amen. Evil things that try to attack my soul. Amen. I know how to get healed. You say, oh, prove it to me. All right. I wanted to. It's really good. Oh, doubting Thomas, right? Disciples got excited. They came in. They said, Jesus is alive. 
does. Thomas said, nah, I seen what they did to him. I seen it. They pierced him in his hands. I mean, there was a hole in his side, Chris. I know what they did to him. You don't, you don't lie. You don't play around with me. I know they hurt him. They hurt him bad. Oh, but Chris reassures him. Oh, no, brother, he's alive. He's alive. Come on. He's alive, and he, he doesn't feel no pain. Oh, no. I'll have to see it to believe it. Jesus shows up. And he says, Thomas, see my hands? Touch. Don't hurt. Come on. Brother, put your hand in my side. Don't hurt. You see what they did to me? Put it at their dog. That don't hurt. I've forgiven them, brother. Amen. I'm forgiving them. I'm free. Amen. They don't hold nothing on me because I'm free. That's resurrection power. Come on, somebody. Amen. Let us be whole. Let us be free. Put your hand in my side. It don't hurt. Amen. Resurrection power. Oh, hallelujah. Praise God. It's that resurrection power. Don't try to explain it. Don't try to work it all out. Just believe it, friend. Amen. That balm of Gilead, it still works today. Amen. It'll heal your wounds. Amen. To where others can see your wounds. And you can say, go ahead. It don't hurt. Come on. Come on. We got to let him in. Let him in there. Oh, but pastor, I got some weeds. Don't matter. Oh, I was foolish, and I sowed this word. This, when this word was sowed in me, I was foolish, and there was weeds in there. Don't matter. That balm can take care of it. Oh, that ointment's what we need. Come on, let him into your heart. Let him get in there. That unforgiveness, that bitterness, oh, he'll heal it. He'll heal it so good that when people put their finger on it, it don't hurt. Hey, you're going to get to heaven, and you're going to have wounds, and you're going to say, look, Jesus healed me. Right? Amen. Same wounds. Same work. Amen. That's why he still has them wounds. He's showing us. Hey, let me counsel you. Quit trying to counsel yourself. Quit trying to be strong behind the front that you're putting on. Amen. Let your life be exposed. Let it be exposed. Because the moment that you're exposed, amen, if that woman at the well would have never been exposed to Jesus, you know what she'd still be? A harlot looking for love still today. Hello? If that adulterous woman wouldn't have been brought to the light, you know what she'd be? An adulterous woman. But by the power and the resurrection power of Jesus Christ, they became brand new. Brand new just like you and me. Hallelujah. Man, what a God we're serving. Why do we bottle this up, Pastor? Why do we keep this inside? Let it flow out of our bellies like rivers of living water. Hey, because he's going to hide your nakedness. People ain't going to see what you see. They're going to see the glory. Huh? They're going to see it. Amen. They're recognizing it, Dom. Woo! Come on, you didn't even know it. 
You didn't even, my God, we don't even know the impact we're having. Man, when we open up this river, amen, when we take the kink out of the hose and the Holy Ghost begins to flow, we don't know what's going to happen. Hallelujah, church. We don't even know what's going to happen. Isaiah 53. I want you to turn there and I want you to follow with me. Isaiah 53. And then we're going to go to Isaiah 54, but I want you to follow along with me in this. Because this is our Savior. This is exactly what he did for us. I mean, you can't, you can't talk this down any. Amen. We're free. There's gold in here. There's gold. I know there's a lot of clay. There's a lot of weeds. There's a lot of stuff. But there's gold in there. And God's after that gold. He's after it. Isaiah 53 and 4 says, Surely Jesus has borne our griefs. Your griefs, even your griefs. He left nothing unhid. He left nothing unturned. Everything that you, that's holding you in that seat, he bore it upon himself that you could be free. The reason that we don't like accepting, amen, Jesus' grace and his resurrection power. Well, hang on, I'm getting ahead of myself. Hang on, we'll get there. And he carried our sorrows. What? I mean, we've been sorrowful after all that we've been through, right? He carried it. Oh. Yet, he, yet we esteemed him stricken. We esteemed him as weak. Right? Stricken, beaten. Ah. Smitten of God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for my iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. Where are you going to find peace? It's the balm. You're not going to find anything else. Go ahead and look over here. Go ahead and look for this safe tactic over here. Go look for this end time whatever gibberish. Get out of it. Amen. Get your eyes on Christ. The bomb on the other side of Jordan. Not where we are here. Amen. Everything in here is horizontal. We're working vertical, church. Amen. We're going somewhere. Out of here. Amen. Hallelujah. With his stripes we are healed. Healed, I'm talking physically, mentally, psychologically. I'm telling you, he can touch it. If you got the problem, he can fix it. Amen. He can fix it. And we, like sheep, have all gone astray. Guilty. That's what it says. Guilty. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. So when you turned away from him the other day, he bore that for you. Come on back. That's, that's better than the lottery. Come on. That's better than an inheritance of this world. Hey, I mean, when you walked away, when you said, I don't know if I'm really going. He's, come on back. I already bore it. You ain't got to do nothing, Caleb. Just come on back. Come on. Oh, I can't be that good. Yeah. But I like in Isaiah 54 because then it goes on and it says this. Sing, oh, barren. Come on. That's you and me. We were barren. We were traitors. We were, uh, we were against God. Amen. We were enemies of God. And yet he still loved it. He said, go ahead and sing, oh, barren. 
Hallelujah. Thou that didst not bear. See, right there is why we can't accept salvation. Because we didn't travail for it. Can I really accept this, Jared? I mean, I didn't do anything to earn it. I didn't do anything to gain it. Can I really walk in the fullness of Christ? Because I really didn't do anything for Christ. In fact, I did exactly opposite of what I was supposed to do. But he says, you that are barren, you that have done nothing for God. In fact, you've just ridiculed, you've mocked him. You've sat in here and said things about it. But you're the barren. And he's saying, hey, I'm going to free you. I'll use you. Come on, somebody. Amen. You that was full of yourself yesterday, you're the one I want to use. Sing, old Baron. You're not going to attain it. You're not going to attain it. It's going to be given. Right? Break forth into singing. Oh, cry aloud. Thou that didst not travail with child. For more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married wives, saith the Lord. Enlarge the place of thy tent. That means that we can't even remain the same dimensions. We get that new wine in us, and we're going to begin to flex. (laughs) Expand. Oh, that new wine's good, ain't it? Enlarge your tents. Amen. Strengthen the stakes. Amen. Or stretch forth the cords or the curtains of thine habitation. Spare not. I like that. Come on. However far you want to go that way. However far you. You know what God told Joshua? He said, wherever you put your foot, that's yours, son. How many knows that he went everywhere he wanted to go to? Opposition didn't matter. <laughs> Woo! Didn't. Read it. Read Joshua. See if his opposition. Oh, no. He even messed it up, but then there was grace. Come on. Aching in the camp, but there was grace. Hey! Wow! My God, church. Woo! There it was. Joshua said, let's go on. He ain't got everything we're going to get. Come on. Oh, man, I got to enlarge the place of thy tent. Search forth thy car, spare not. Lengthen thy cords and strengthen thy stakes. For thou shalt break forth on the right hand and on the left. And thy seed shall inherit the Gentiles. And make the desolate cities to be inhabited. Fear not, for thou shalt not be ashamed. Be what? Of your past. Huh? Your shame is gone, right? He's clothing you nakedness, so your shame of yesterday. Amen. So, not a shame, neither be thou confounded. Meaning, don't, don't, don't get confused in this. Don't get confused in this world. Don't you get tied up in that battle that everybody wants you to. You know what I'm talking about. The elephant in the room. Amen. Don't you get tied up in that battle. Gilly lads, the bomb is on the other side of Jordan. The healing is on the other side. It's not here. This place, we know the the, the, the 
ending of this place, but yet we fight for them. Come on, that's another message. For thou shalt not be put to shame. I love it. For thou shalt forget the shame of thy youth. Right here, this Old Testament. <laughs> Woo. Get the shame of thy youth. Thou shalt remember no more the reproach, reproach of your widowhood anymore. Your widowhood. You know, when you tried to be holy and you couldn't. You know, when you tried to be a Christian, but you just couldn't like church. Just couldn't get in. Just didn't really fit right, you know. He forgot it. Want to know why? Because for thy maker is thy husband. Jesus. The Lord of hosts is his name. And thy redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, the God of the whole earth, shall he be called. For the Lord hath called thee as a woman forsaken and grieved in spirit and a wife of the youth. When thou hast refused, saith thy God, for a small moment have I forsaken thee, but with, a, with great mercies will I gather thee. In a little wrath I hid my face from thee for a moment, but with everlasting kindness will I have mercy on thee, saith the Lord thy Redeemer. For this is as the waters of Noah unto me. For as I have sworn that the waters of Noah should no more go over the earth. I mean, believes in the rainbow. And when you see it, what does it make you think of? Okay, hang on now. For so have I sworn that I would not be wroth with thee, nor rebuke thee. For the mountains shall depart. And the hills be removed, but my kindness shall not depart from thee. Listen, just as that rainbow is up in the sky, and we see it and we think, oh, God's never going to flood the earth again. That cross is up on that hill to remind us, oh, he's never going to remember our sins. You're free, Rafe. You're free. I mean, that's freedom. So really, when he said who the sun sets free, Hey, it's free in thee. Amen. You want to know why? Because there's a cross on Calvary that proves it to me every day. Proves it to God. It's a reminder to him. It's a reminder to us. Amen. Just as that bow is in the sky, that cross is on Calvary saying, Cody, you're free. You're free is indeed. Amen. Praise God. And now we can go and do as children of God. That's the covenant. That's the covenant. How are we going to walk as the, uh, as, the, as the church of Acts? We're going to believe in that covenant. And every time things get hard, we're going to turn back to that cross, and we're going to remember, and we're going to say, your grace is sufficient. I, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going. Your grace is sufficient. Oh, I've got big old holes in my hand where they crucified me. Oh, look, they hurt me. Huh? Look what they did. But I turned to that cross. Oh, yeah. That don't matter. I'm old. I'm healed. Amen? That's what I'm here for. Amen? Praise God. Doesn't hurt no more. Neither shall the covenant of my peace be removed, saith the Lord that hath mercy on thee. He's not backing out on you. In other words... He's not the one that's going to quit this thing. Hello? 
He's in all the way. How about we have him counsel us to show us the gold in us? Hello? Let the accuser of the brother be cast down because of the blood. Quit looking in yourself and saying, man, I see all these weeds. I see all this. Like, look at this rock. I don't see no gold in it. God said there's gold in it. He's looking for that gold. You begin to walk with him. You begin to talk with him. You let him counsel you. You're going to find gold. (laughs) It's out of this world. Amen. It's abiding in the vine. All of a sudden, love comes out of your life. All of a sudden, forgiveness. All of a sudden, patience, meekness, temperance. All those things begin to pour out of your life. Where did that come from? Oh, he was always in there. It's just those weeds trying to choke it out, church. Huh? It's in there. It's just those weeds that you let try to choke it out. Try to convey to you that you're not who you are, but I can tell you. Come on. Your spirit bears witness with his spirit. What are you waiting on? Amen. Praise God. Brother, you got a song this morning. Somebody got a song. Rafe, whoever. Yeah. Abby, praise God. Whoever's got a song, I thank you for bearing with me. I want you to be free this morning. Because Jesus paid the ultimate price for you to be free. Not for you to be confused. Confusions of the devil. Get it out of you. Counsel. Say, oh, no, that doesn't, that doesn't sit right. There's gold in here. Right? Let him begin to chip away. Amen? Let him begin to chip it away. Amen? Come up here and swing this hammer and make you feel real good. Huh? Say, expose that gold, Lord. Expose it. That gold. I know it's in there. Huh? Amen? It's not me. It's him. Amen? Beat around on it. Amen, that gold's going to be exposed. Unless you do that, it's going to lay dormant in there. Right? No one ever knows what's just beneath the surface. That's what keeps them panhandlers keeping going. That next scoop, oh, could be a nugget. Huh? Come on. What keeps us going? We're crazy. Oh, that next scoop. Hey! That next scoop may be my mom and dad's salvation. Hey, come on. That next scoop may be somebody's healing. Amen. That next scoop might be a changing of a nation. That next scoop, brother. Hallelujah. We're gold diggers. Hey, we're searching for gold. Amen. Quit letting those weeds deceive you. You're looking for gold. You're looking for gold. Tried in the fire. Exposed by the light. His light is the only thing that will expose that gold in you. Praise God. i got to open these altars. You come and pray. You come get sincere with him. Don't look at the mess. I know there's a lot of stuff going on in the world. I know there's a lot of stuff going on in your life. Don't look at that. You look for that bomb. Anoint your eyes with eye salve that you can look straight ahead. Don't look to the right or to the left. Look straight ahead. Amen. In Jesus' name, find your place. Let us get it. Free, church. Free. Free. True freedom. The bomb does work. Amen.
the bomb does work. 